Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicola Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Roddenverse series. Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a Rodenverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Wilden in timeline order. I'm your friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the House of Hades section entitled Evil Elsa vs. Toothless, which is from pages 317 to 344. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today we've got character relationships, plot, and generally what I thought of it. So let's dive in with the overview for this section, which is all from Piper's POV. The weather is not on our crew's side. They think it could be the scepter, which has Nico heading below deck alongside a seasick Hazel and her caring boyfriend. I don't know why I really struggled with those words for a second there. With the original heroes trio on board, they begin to discuss what's to come with the prophecy, and Piper has a bad thought. She thinks either Jason or Leo could die during it all, but they say that prophecies can mean various things. They don't get to discuss it further because Piper senses something wrong and the boys are too slow to react. Jason is frozen, Leo is exploded into the sky, and the deck below is frozen too. Piper is alone as she faces evil Elsa once again. Elsa, her brothers, and Borealises are now, I can't say his name, are now on Gaia's side, and they're here to capture the useful ones and leave Piper stranded because she's useless. Piper, taking it to heart, thinks of a way to save her friends because she's their only hope, and she knows she needs fire, and Festus is that fire. Using the power of her voice, she brings Festus to life and takes out the brothers, but Festus can't reach Elsa. Piper has to defeat her herself to get the ice bomb off the ship before they're blown to pieces. With a quick stab to the heart, Elsa blows into pieces. Piper then jumps on the bomb and feels the blast. We don't know what happens to her at the end of this chapter. Drama! (laughs) And that is the overview for this section. So uh, I'm just kind of going to get right into it. Then I'm going to start with the plot section because that is... uh, the more interesting part and it's also the part where I'm a little bit more positive <laughs> so I'm trying to be I'm trying to be better with my positivity so the plot section for this um like I was saying with last week's episode as well the prophecy examination continues and I just Piper is smart I hate that this whole section is kind of all about Piper um you know being presented as useless like the girl is smart um and this is just a really good example of that because she has this whole thought process of the to storm or fire the world must fall um and you know it's got her thinking because the world she believes is gaia because the other name for world is earth and the earth is gaia so to storm or fire gaia will fall um or must fall to either one um and 
it's smart because even though I guess it wasn't necessarily obvious but it kind of makes sense that that was the reasoning behind that term but it was from there that her thoughts continued to spiral further because she's you know she's a smart cookie she knows exactly what's going on and it's then the additional part of the awe because awes have a sense of you know it's one or the other and Piper has the bad feeling that the awe means only one will work and the other will not in the worst way possible in the sense that to storm or fire means that one of them will succeed in taking down Gaia whilst the other may fail taking out Gaia or wait no I phrased that really badly <laughs> she thinks one of them will die and the other will save or one of them will die trying to save the world and taking out Gaia and um yeah, she, she's, she's got it all. She knows exactly what she's talking about. She knows exactly what's going on. By the way, I apologise for the background noise. My nephew's around and uh, he is loud. Anyway, let's carry on. So, yes, Piper thinks that the world uh, will be saved by either Jason or Leo. Um, although Jason says, oh, it could also mean Percy. Um, but she thinks, you know, actually the whole heroes, the seven heroes started with us. is probably going to end with us as well. Which, again very smart girl um but she thinks that one of them's gonna die basically uh and you know leo and jason they aren't happy about this they they like that one of them is going to defeat gaia they don't like the follow-up of one of them may die doing it which is fair enough no one likes hearing about their deaths um to which jason also then says that prophecies aren't always what we think you know there's always a bit of twisting that comes with how they are presented and how we hear them and how we interpret them specifically so people will react in the worst ways possible to you know try and stop prophecies from coming true um but it's then that uh <laughs> the plot continues in the fact that jason is frozen and he's going to be taken to uh evil elsa's palace so she can admire him and leo has been banished to somewhere where he won't be a problem for the man of shadows they will be facing at the house of hades and it kind of just shows that yeah piper was kind of right because the fact that both jason and leo specifically are being taken out of action leo more so which i think foreshadows so much more um because he's been fully banished somewhere he can't escape which considering where he's banished to the stupid like he can escape it's very easy to escape well i guess not easy but you know what i mean anyway um <laughs> it's kind of obvious that they are they are actually the ones that are part of the prophecy because they're the ones that have had the main focus from evil elsa and her brothers um but yeah that is the plot and again i just really like that piper is getting her moment to shine especially in this whole section where you know she uses magic to make Festus sentient, which is pretty damn cool. Check out my YouTube video about how Piper is a magic user. Anyway, um, to get into the character relationships now, which is the bit that I am the least positive about, because um, this whole section, specifically the first couple of chapters, and even like near the end as well, showcases to me my entire issues with Heroes of Olympus because the telling and not showing of the supposed friend groups truly drives me insane and this is not the first time we've had a mention of oh we had something really cool happen off screen with this character where we got to bond but it happened off screen but don't worry it actually happened we had a moment to bond 
um, you just don't get to see it, we will just tell you about it. It's just truly maddening. It's more so in this case because they could have had, so this is a whole situation where Piper and Hazel have been bonding. They're the only two girls left on the ship because Annabeth is gone. Um, they're talking about how the boys are gross, they're bonding together, etc, etc. Hazel is also teaching Piper how to fight and Piper is also helping Hazel figure out the mist because it sounds a lot and feels a lot like charm speak. So they've been helping each other a lot. Really, really cool. Love that they're bonding. Wish it was shown on screen. And the worst part about it was it could have been on screen, especially considering... <laughs> It's specifically referenced in regards to what is happening. Like, Piper talks about Mist and Charm Speak in connection with each other when she's trying to bring Festus to life. I think the worst part about it is that there was a way to show how this works. Like, Hazel's teaching her how to fight with a sword, she's helping her understand the Mist because it's similar to Charm Speak or sounds like it. And we could have opened up this chapter on the two of them, especially considering the only thing they open up with is like, hey, the weather's really bad. And then Nico, Hazel and Frank go, well, and Coach Hedge, but Coach Hedge is completely unimportant, go below deck because of the weather. Um, And they were up on the top deck for a meeting for some reason. Whereas what (laughs) we could have started in an action scene, so to speak, of Hazel and Piper training each other um, especially considering of how important the references are Hazel could be teaching Piper how to fight, Piper is then explaining as they are working together how Charm Speaks works and Piper's kind of like uh, not Piper and Hazel's kind of like oh yeah no it's uh it sounds a lot how the mist works so I can do blah 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 extractional information and then they stop practice because it's too cold and Hazel's feeling seasick again leading to the Piper Jason and Leo chat which I will say for character relationship wise I did really enjoy seeing because we're finally getting more of these three they've not really had as much chance to interact as the three of them since Lost Heroes so kind of seeing this original group breaking down the prophecy just like Annabeth was doing in the previous section as well it's kind of nice I did enjoy that but it's just specifically for the last chapter of the section where Piper is tricking evil Elsa using knowledge that she has gained from Hazel in regards to the mist. It would have it would have been so much more impactful if we'd actually seen that conversation and heard it. To, so it would just feel more significant because we would have literally seen that situation happen of Piper gaining this information, being taught not necessarily battle strategy, but how to fight, especially considering she then stabs Elsa. Um, it just There is a way to have introduced this character relationship of the two of them actually having this conversation, actually having this bonding moment, especially considering, I think it's also in this book, only in the next Piper POV, or maybe it's the next Hazel one, I don't remember now, where they are actually training sword fighting and like why couldn't we have had that in this section why couldn't we have had more of that in general in general though i'd always say why was not but why wasn't piper training at camp half-blood because she should be trained in a sword right now already considering she knew she was going on this quest for about seven months before they went on it um but that's a (laughs) that's a conversation for another time i think i've already had that conversation actually anyway so (laughs) i don't need to reiterate it 
But yeah, we could have just had this whole actual on-screen bonding moment of Hazel and Piper working together, Hazel training Piper in sword skills, or even how to use her dagger, Kleptoptris. I can't say that name, I don't think. Um, which, you know, she could then use to stab Elsa with by doing a feigning attack of, like, she drops her dagger, like, you know what Arya Stark does in Game of Thrones, she drops the dagger and then stabs. Do something like that and be have it that Hazel taught her this trick or something. Um, like, there's just, there was a way that you could have had this bonding interaction on screen that would have worked to develop this specific storyline of Piper, you know, being able to use what she's learned from Hazel, that we've seen her learn from Hazel, and it would feel more realistic, it would feel like it was natural that Piper is able to do all these brilliant things because we've literally just been seeing her do it. Because this is the first time we've seen Piper, you know, well, on her own, handle herself completely. Like, she's not unskilled, but like this is a continuation of her, oh, I'm really not good. But if we'd actually opened up on it, she would have been so much more confident. Maybe she'd have had her confidence not a little bit because, yeah, she's not as good as the others because she's only had a little bit of training from Hazel, etc. But it would have... It just... All these off-screen friendship moments are just so incredibly irritating, especially considering... We do not have enough of them for this friendship between the heroes to feel like a friendship. They do feel like like they, they, they're a study buddy group. They've been put together against their will and they're just having to pretend they're friends to do this assignment and then they'll never speak to each other again afterwards. Which is honestly actually pretty accurate with what happens later on in the series. But still, if we'd had these moments on screen, I probably would have bied into the whole they're actually friends. Because... So many characters never have any proper interactions. And it's just... It's very frustrating. I mean, we even have a moment, I think it's in this book as well, actually, where Piper and Frank supposedly went on a mini-quest together. Um, but again, it's mentioned in passing, and that's the extent of the time... Like, they never interact again. Uh, they never have any moments together. I don't even know if we see them have exchange any dialogue on screen. It's just a one-off line about how they went on a quest together. And even though Piper and Hazel do interact at some point, because later in this book we do see them training together, that's the only time they'll integrate. That's the only time they've interacted in this entire series, and also it's the only time they'll interact for the rest of the series, because they don't talk again in Blood of Olympus. <laughs> it's just the whole the friendship dynamics, or quote unquote friendship dynamics, are just really bad. And it's unfortunate because the like the potential was there. Rick wrote about them training together in a moment when he could have just shown us them training together and them discussing the use of the mist and how similar it is to Charm Speak. Have that be shown to us. Maybe not in the extensive, you know, um like exposition sort of thing of how it all works but just a small scene just show us them working together show them bonding as friends because like he references how like when Annabeth was lost they bonded together and they cried over Annabeth which was so weird because Hazel at this point in time had only known Annabeth for like two weeks max and so yeah trauma bonding is a real thing um 
and that's what this seven is. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a lot of telling us of moments them of them being friends as the seven as a whole, and rarely ever any showing. And it just um it's disappointing to to say the least. And this was just a prime example for me because the potential was there. It was shown it was told on page, just not shown at all. <sighs> yeah. So um the potential was there. It just was not executed, which is unfortunate but expected because I remember thinking this the first time I read Heroes of Olympus. Oh, sad times. Anyway, that's basically all I have time for it because that's just, that's my problem with Heroes of Olympus in a nutshell. This is a group project where these kids are being made to work together, trauma bond, and then just don't want to have anything to do with each other afterwards because of the trauma. Um, and it's pretty damn accurate. And it's it's unfortunate because there is the there is the opportunity. I just wish the opportunity had actually been you know taken, but that's all I have to say. So I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. As always, here is this week's question of the episode, which is: Do you wish some friendships were shown on page, um, like Hazel and Piper or Piper and Frank? Just or even well, we get a bit of Frank and. Jason later on but we needed a bit more of that before that moment but yeah let me know your thoughts on the social media I would love to hear your thoughts on this and uh yeah thank you all for joining me for this week's section be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our universe journey bye if you would like to support this podcast you can head over to patreon.com slash a healthy dose of fran to get early access to all best damn camp episodes if you would like to get involved over on social media you can find me over at best damn camp pod on instagram and twitter you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast from spotify to apple podcast stitcher deezer and anything in between be sure to leave a rating and a review as well if you can Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter. And I'll see, shall I speak to you guys next time. Bye.